Welcome to the GBC Sermon Podcast, a weekly podcast from Gamia Baptist Church in Sydney, Australia. I'm Mark Rader, Senior Pastor here at GBC, and I'm glad you've chosen to listen in. With Christmas in the Rear Vision Mirror, we wrap up our Songs of Hope series in Psalm 148, and it's extraordinary call to praise the Lord. Today's reading is from Psalm 148. Let's read together. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his heavenly hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He set them in place forever and ever. He gave a decree that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures at all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding, you mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and maidens, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. He has raised up for his people a horn, the praise of all his saints, of Israel, the people close to his heart. Praise the Lord. Well, welcome to the last Sunday in our Songs of Hope series. We're going to be looking at one last psalm today, Psalm 148. So if you want to turn your, in your Bibles to that passage, that'd be great. We'll be looking at it in just a moment. Uh, I am pre-recording this, and so I hope that you and I had a great Christmas. Uh, this is all done kind of pre-Christmas. So uh, hopefully you've had a great couple of days with your family. Uh, you've had opportunity to get a little bit of rest already and reflect again on the reason for the season. Uh, And uh, we are going to be diving right into Psalm 148, which is all about the reasons why we praise the Lord. The last uh, five Psalms in the book of Psalms are all called Hallel Psalms because all of them start with the Hebrew phrase or term uh, Hallelujah, which means praise the Lord. And the the term uh, or the the, the word for praise actually stems from the root of to shine. Uh, It's like how we might shine a light on a particular subject on a stage to draw the eye to it. Or how you might um, go into a museum and see certain works of art lit up in a particular way so that we can, uh, our eyes are drawn to particular features. Or even in paintings, how the artist depicts where the light is wanting to draw our eye to particular things. And when we praise the Lord, we are shining the light on the Lord. We are uh, uh, drawing other people's eyes to his greatness, to his character, to his activity in the world. And uh, psalms like this, hymns is what they're generally called, have two components to them. In, in some degree, they're the simplest of the psalms to identify because they have two parts. The first is the call to praise the Lord. And the second is the reason to praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. There's a hymn or at least the very basis of a hymn. A summons to praise and, and the reason for it. But as you, as you read through, as, as we heard read Psalm 148, you may have had your ear drawn to something. 
And that is that there is an enormous disproportion in this psalm. There's a bit of an imbalance, if that's the right word. It's not an equal mix of praise the Lord and here's why. In fact, the emphasis is simply on the summons to praise the Lord. Nine times in the first six verses, praise the Lord is used. In the last half of the psalm, it's bookended. Praise the Lord and let them praise the Lord. Uh, But the reasons that the heavenly hosts and the things on earth are to praise the Lord are, I'm not sure reduced is the right word, but are left to just two little sections. A verse and a half in verse five and six and a verse and a half in verse 13 and 14. So three verses of the 14 give us the the reasons, the the rationale, the basis for praise. And so I think our our eyes should be drawn to that, our ears should be drawn to that. Those two places of um, explanation uh, should be places where we focus because the psalmist obviously wants us to as well. So the psalm as a whole is, as I said, has the two parts and, and, and is imbalanced in terms of the summons to praise, but it also is made up of two other parts. The first section, verses one to six, is focused on the heavenly realms and the psalmist repeatedly says, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights above, praise him all his angels, praise him all his heavenly hosts, Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the sky. Let them praise the name of the Lord. This is all a kind of, shall we say, above us. It's all that takes place in the heavens. The second part is, if I can use the refrain from uh, Joy to the World, it's the earth repeating the sounding joy. That which has praised God in the heavens is now echoed back from the earth. And so verse seven, praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding, you mountains and hills and fruit trees and cedars and wild animals and cattle, small creatures, flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and rulers, young men and women, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord. And so what takes place on earth is echoed on, sorry, what takes place in heaven is echoed on the earth. Uh, and, and all that is on the earth, all of the created order all together is called to praise the Lord. Now, I don't know if you've picked up on the allusions here, but it sounds a little bit like Genesis 1. Uh, Genesis 1, of course, uh, recounts for us the creation of the world in seven distinct acts of creation. And there's a number of places in this psalm that reflect that. The sun, the moon, and the shining stars, the waters above the skies, the great sea creatures and the ocean depths. Uh, You have reference to uh, the mountains and hills and fruit trees and cattle and flying birds. And then finally, the last thing mentioned, just like in Genesis chapter one, is the creation of humanity. And so the psalm is driving towards how we, as the created ones of God, those created as the pinnacle of his creation, are to praise him. But it is worth pausing for a moment. Because while the psalm is obviously driving towards how you and I 
Whether we count ourselves as kings of the earth or princes or young women and men or old men and children, uh, we are called to praise the Lord. It is worth reflecting on how the created order praises the Lord. James Mays, uh, one of the commentators that I've read when I've been working through the Psalms, he, he suggests that the praise of the sun, for instance, or the praise of the stormy wind is not just poetic license, but he actually believes that there's a really significant theological truth. And I think it's a really profound one. And that truth is that the heavenly creatures the heavenly bodies, and everything on earth praises the Lord in existing, but in doing what God created it to do. As James May says, the um, stormy wind praises the Lord by being a stormy wind, by doing that thing that God created it to do, it praises the Lord. It reflects light on him. It shines light on the goodness of God, the wisdom of God, uh, and the purposes and plans of God. And I think that's really quite significant for us because it then influences and shapes how we think about our praise. You know, there's an element, I think, when we read a, a praise the Lord hymn, a praise the Lord psalm, that it's strictly about us singing praises to the Lord. Uh, and to, to some degree, giving voice to the unspoken praise of the created world. The sun may very well praise the Lord by simply being the sun. The, the stars may praise the Lord by being the stars. The stormy wind by being the stormy wind. But we give voice to what they speak about. We can voice what we know about God because while the created order is to praise the Lord in verse 5, because they were created. That's the reason behind it. We are to praise the Lord because we know the creator. To some degree, you know, until you get to, uh, to verse 14, this psalm would be a wonderful addition to the book of Genesis. You would read Genesis chapter one, and then you would read Psalm 148. So right after God rests, after declaring everything very good, you would then break into this psalm because it describes how the story should have gone. It describes how the story should have played out with all the created order in heaven and on earth, culminating in humanity, should have praised the Lord, done precisely what they had been created to do, not overstepping the bounds. This creates for us this wonderful picture of how how the created order was meant to be, that all of it together, all of us together, were meant to shine a light on God, on his greatness, his character, his power, his love, his faithfulness, his actions for and towards us. But it is actually in verse 14 that we get the first reminder that Psalm 148 has been written after Genesis 2 and 3 after the story of Adam and Eve and their folly, their decision to try to be like God rather than being content to be those created by God, choosing to overstep and transgress the boundaries that they had been given by a loving God towards them, choosing to seize and grasp after wisdom, seeking for the better life that was truly to be found in God. 
Because in verse 14, we find these words. And the Lord has raised up for his people a horn, the praise of all his faithful servants of Israel, the people close to his heart, praise the Lord. And in those few words, we're reminded that not only has the sun, the moon, the stars, the, the stormy winds, the deep sea creatures, the lightning and the hail, not only have they been given a, a task and a purpose in the created order, and not only that humanity has been given a task, that we have been given a purpose, right? Not only to praise the Lord, but to fill the earth, to uh, subdue it, to steward it, to care for it. But that the people of Israel in the context of a world affected and broken by sin, had an even more specific purpose. The people of Israel were called out of Egypt by God, established in the land that he had promised to Abraham and given a task. They were to be a kingdom of priests. They were to be a royal People. They were to be a living, breathing manifestation and demonstration of what it looked like to live in relationship with God. And in their living, in all that they did, in their interactions with one another, in their interactions with the wider society and other cultures, in their interactions with God, they were to praise Him. They were to live according to that purpose and by so doing reflect to the world, shine a light on the Lord, on his character, on his promises, his covenant, his activity in the world alongside them. And so we, when we read this psalm, we can also pick up our purpose that one of the ways that we praise the Lord is by living into the purpose that we have been given in Christ Jesus. His birth that we have celebrated, the reminder of what he has achieved in our behalf and the task and mission that he has left behind. How do you and I praise the Lord? <laughs> well, we praise him by giving voice to his greatness. We, we sing songs of praise. We speak about his goodness in our lives and in our world. But what the psalm also reminds us, quite powerfully, I believe, is that you and I praise the Lord. We, we shine a light on Him as we do what He has created and called us to do. Whenever we act faithfully, whenever we act on purpose or big-hearted, whenever we are others-focused, whenever we are trustworthy, whenever we are the ones who are participating with what God is doing to restore and renew the world, what we are ultimately doing is engaging in a life of praise. Songs of praise and worship, hymns and choruses, opportunities to express our praise to God are never out of place. They're never inappropriate. But this psalm calls us to more than that. It calls us with the entire created order to a life of praise. The sun never stops praising the Lord. The stormy wind never stops praising the Lord because they are always only fulfilling the purposes that God has given them. But for you and I, there's an element for us of choice where you and I need to choose to participate, to be part of God's plans and purposes, to live a deliberate life of praise. So I trust that you've had uh, 
an opportunity to celebrate with family and friends. Uh, you're going to get some time off uh, in the next few weeks, get refreshed and renewed after what's been a pretty hectic year. But I really hope that you and I, wherever and whenever we can, can begin to shine a light onto the Lord, that we can praise Him, that we can be those who in everything that we do and say, proclaim, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise Him with songs, giving voice to the voiceless praise of the created order. Praise Him with our lives, aligning our lives with the purpose that our great and loving God has given to us. And that's the final podcast for 2020. If you've only just found us or count yourself a regular part of our digital community of faith, I trust that you've heard the invitation of God to join in His grand plan of restoration and have found the courage to join in. If you'd like to join us digitally, we meet at gbconline.org.au at 9.30 Australian Eastern Standard Time, and we'd love for you to join us there. If you're in the area and would like to visit us physically, we are about to return to -to face-to-face gatherings in early January. Visit our website for the latest, guymeabaptist.org.au, or follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Until then, God bless.